We're joined today by Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst. Representative, thank you so much for the time. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you having me on. So we are in the run-up to the June 28th uh, Republican primary. Much of the focus has been on the uh, Republican race for governor. But, of course, there are a number of uh, races here in southern Illinois as well. And uh, you do have an opponent. We wanted to talk about how your campaign is going. So, first off, uh, everybody has a feeling about how things are going. How do you feel about your uh, campaign to this point? Well, well, I feel good about it. Uh, we've got a we've received a good reception from the public when we were knocking doors. Uh, uh, people actually come up to me when I'm in a restaurant, tell me they're supporting me or they're voting for me. So, all those things are very encouraging. And then. I've been endorsed by over 75 local elected officials in the district. Uh, so those are people who have seen me uh, working for the last four years as representative. They like what I'm doing. They, they've they uh, backed our campaign. And then to have the, the endorsements of our, our Congressman Mike Bost, uh, Senator Dale Fowler, uh, Senator Terry Bryant, all those, uh, and Representative Dave Severin, all those uh, show me that uh, there's a lot of support for our campaign and, and a general feeling that uh, – and I'm doing the job I need to be doing in Springfield. And you also recently uh, have received a number of endorsements from folks both in the private sector and some of the, the um, professional and, and trade unions. Talk about those as well. Well, we have uh, we have the backing of uh, the Illinois State Rifle Association and uh, the Illinois Federation for Right to Life. Of course, two uh, conservative groups that uh, hold to conservative values and a very uh, happy to receive those endorsements. Again, those are reflected by my voting record as a state representative. They've seen me work at Springfield. They've seen me advocate for those issues and, and believe I'm doing a good job. I also have received the endorsement of the FOP, Fraternal Order of Police, uh, the Associated Firefighters of Illinois, and uh, local teachers have also uh, endorsed my reelection. Uh, all that's based on the, the stances I've taken, uh, the, the uh, votes I've taken. They've they see what I've done, and they believe that I'm the right fit for uh, Illinois and for our district. Of course, the Fraternal Order of Police was important to me as someone who's a former prosecutor and worked closely with uh, local police. Uh, to have their backing was important, and they've seen my work as a, a leader in the criminal justice issues uh, that are facing us in Springfield. You know, there have been a lot of campaigns that have went negative, uh, have brought out issues uh, of their opponent's past record. Uh, what have you been saying, if anything, about your opponent in this Republican primary? Well, I've tried to maintain a positive tone uh, in, the, in, the, in the election. I have a voting record that the uh, voters in the district can see, and, and you know they know what they're getting with me. They're getting a, a consistent, solid conservative. And I've opposed every tax increase that's come before the General Assembly while I've been there. I uh, have a 100% pro-life voting record. Uh, 100% uh, pro-Second Amendment voting record. So I wanted to highlight those things, what I've accomplished and what I've done in office and my voting record when I campaign. I've not really been involved in uh, any negative campaigning. Sometimes the question's asked, we have to draw a contrast, we have to explain uh, maybe what might be a different difference between um, myself and my opponent. But I, I try to focus on what I've done, and I feel that my record shows that I should be reelected. Uh, so there's a lot of issues facing voters right now. Most of them are in their mailbox, and they are electricity bills. They are 
rent bills, they are grocery bills. Uh, we see this inflation. We see all sorts of volatility in the marketplace. Uh, what, if anything, uh, do you say about all these things that are affecting residents of your uh, district? Because there's only so much, really, that government can do in order to mitigate these uh, inflationary things that are going on. Yes, I have uh, that. Those issues you've raised are probably the number one issues I get when I'm going door to door speaking with voters. That they're concerned about the price of gas, the price of uh, groceries. Everything is going up, and uh, of course the paychecks aren't ra- raising it at the same rate. Uh, so people are really feeling a crunch uh, when they go to the pump or go to the grocery store or to buy really anything. Now there, what we're seeing is the effect of long term government policies, particularly in the energy sector. You know, for a long time, Republicans have warned that the energy policies that have been put forward by the Democratic Party are going to have a detrimental effect ultimately on our supply of electricity and our supply of uh, gasoline. And we're now seeing that uh, really hit home this year, particularly this summer. When we uh, debated what was called the uh, Clean Energy Jobs Act or the Illinois Green New Deal, so to speak, there were explicit warnings given that this will cause uh, issues with uh, the power supply, electric rates, and that we would see brownouts and blackouts going forward if this passes. And the reason that is, uh, by putting these policies in place, it discourages investment in uh, fossil fuel energy and technology. And so there are are not efforts made to improve uh, our coal-fired power plants or to expand any of those resources. So instead of expanding them, they're actually being contracted, and that's causing uh, issues for our power grid, which could result in us seeing some huge problems uh, with uh, electric supply this summer and has already uh, resulted in electric rates going up, uh, which is hitting people right now. This was we, we Republicans warned that this would be the result of these policies, and we are pushing back against them, and we'll continue to push back against them. Hopefully, after the November election, we have a a Republican governor and a stronger hand in Springfield and the General Assembly, so we can uh, implement our reforms. Do you hear anything from Democrats that they are going to be willing to make amendments to legislation to that have done what you're talking about in terms of? reordering the uh, way that power is delivered and generated in the state of Illinois? Because ultimately, right now, it looks like they, it doesn't look like, it's true, they hold all the power. And are they willing to uh, kind of walk back what have been some disastrous policies? Well, they have not come out and said that they're they're willing to walk any of those back. And one of the things that's really driving uh I think this difference, it's a difference from northern Illinois to southern Illinois and central Illinois. You know, we're on a different power grid than northern Illinois, and uh, northern Illinois relies more on nuclear energy. In fact, in this uh, Illinois version of the, of the uh, Green New Deal, we saw <clears throat> money being put forward uh, to keep those nuclear plants open and running. And in fact, the uh, people paying power bills in the northern part of the state have received estimates that their power bills are going to go down. Because most of the representatives in the Democratic Party live in northern Illinois, not southern and central Illinois, they are not getting, uh, or not seeing, rather, the direct and immediate effects that we're seeing in southern and central Illinois. 
So when these brownouts and blackouts occur, if they do occur, I think that will be the eye-opener for people throughout the state, particularly in northern Illinois, that uh, their policies have led to this. Now, part of this uh, pushing of the of the Green New Deal uh, in Illinois is based on their belief that we've got to move as quickly as we can. This is their belief, that we have to move as quickly as we can away from fossil fuels and uh, not take a slower transition. And because of that belief, uh, we, we are now putting ourselves, particularly in southern Illinois, in uh, a very difficult position as it relates to our electric supply. So northern Illinois politicians were willing to subsidize nuclear energy, which typically, if you're going to hear somebody on the left talk about energy, they don't think of nuclear energy as clean energy, but they're willing to subsidize it there because it's going to make the blow of the green energy policies less negative to their constituency, but they're not willing to do anything to help keep coal-fired power plants in southern Illinois open because, well, it doesn't really affect the ruling majority politically if folks in southern Illinois have to put up with higher energy bills and potential rolling brownouts. That's what I'm hearing you say. I think that's a that's an, an accurate summation. I think that's a fair summation. Now they, those representatives may disagree and they may have some you know different ways they phrase it, uh, so I don't want to mischaracterize what they would say or their argument, but I think what you've said is a fair uh, summary, that uh, efforts are made to protect energy supply in the northern part uh, of the state, and those same efforts were not made for the southern part. Patrick Windhorst is with us here today. Do you have any upcoming events between now and the 28th of uh, June scheduled along the campaign trail? Well, we're, uh, of course, inside of two weeks, as you know, and so what I'm going to be doing is uh, spending my time out in the in the district, going to different community events that are scheduled this summer uh, that have already been on, on the books to occur. And uh, I'm just trying to meet as many people as I can to so that way they uh, – I've met most of the people in our uh, current district, and then there's some new areas that have been added with redistricting. I want to make sure that uh, those individuals know me and uh, know where I what I stand for and uh, know what they're getting when they hopefully reelect me. Patrick Windhorse, we appreciate your time very much. Hope you have a great day.